Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Feminist, a podcast for feminists of the future. Today we are not your average feminists, but tomorrow we will be. I'm Christina. I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Average Feminist podcast. I'm Amanda here with my wonderful co-hosts, Sarah and Christina. Hello. And, well, I was going to say we are super excited, but they are super excited about this episode. I am, I guess, as well, because I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. But um, we, as promised last week, are going to do a whole Game of Thrones-themed episode. And coming from someone who's never watched it, never seen it, I feel like this is going to be very interesting. (laughs) But you guys are hardcore fans, right? I'd say so. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Watched every episode. Like, you guys watched the finale on Sunday. Yes. All right, so I'm going to... You watched it twice? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's such dedication. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've normally, I've probably watched every episode of all the seasons at least twice, mm-hmm. with the exception of the finale, because my, I was going to do it today, but my power's out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we had that, like, ridiculous 30-minute storm that came through, which was insane. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to kind of hand it over to you, but I am going to ask the first question, because I feel like I'm going to be interviewing you guys a little bit. Yes. This As is, someone... This is- this is a Game of Thrones interview. Yeah, as someone who's literally never seen an episode, never read the books, never read anything about it. I don't I don't click on headlines. I don't read BuzzFeed articles about Game of Thrones. Like I know nothing. I'm probably one of the like five people in America that know nothing about this show. So, before we we dive in about or you guys dive into the finale, Maybe explain to Amanda what the basic premise is, what the story has been these last five years, six years, how long has it been? Ten years? Yeah. Stop. Mm -hmm. Ten years? Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Oh, my God. Amanda has avoided this. That's insane. Amanda has avoided the biggest TV sensation for an entire decade. That's insane. (laughs) I had no idea it was ten years. That blows my mind. All right. Well, okay. So, tell me. Like, start. One of you guys just tell me briefly or whatever what it's about, what the premise, basic premise is, and then we can take it from there. Okay. So, and I'll just start. It is the Game of Thrones is the title of one of the books in a series of books written by George R. R. Martin. Okay. So this is an HBO series adapt adaptation of you know. Right, yeah. I knew it was based off a book. Um, That's all I knew. Multiple books. (laughs) Multiple books. Right, and that he hasn't finished writing, right? No. He's got two books left. That's insane. So this is basically like the ultimate fan fiction, where the fan fiction part has gotten ahead of the actual books. That's really weird, right? I think it's kind of cool. Does does that mean like George R.R. Martin is just going to write the final book based on the finale? No. No? No, because it... The show has already taken several turns away from... So he doesn't give a crap how it ended. He's going to do his own thing. I think... No, I think the way it worked was... So he gave the licensing rights to... um, Oh my gosh, I don't even know their names. I just call them Double Ds. It's (laughs) like D.B. Weiss. Is it something Weiss and Banoff? Banoff? David David Banoff? Something like that, yeah. But everyone just calls them the Double Ds. (laughs) And somebody's married to Amanda Peet. That's all I know. One of the guys is married to Amanda Oh, she's cool. Throwback. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I haven't seen her around in a while. Mm -hmm. 
Nice. Uh, so basically this, like you said bef- off off camera, mm-hmm. was this is about power. Right. A whole bunch of different people. That's vying, an assumption on my part. Vying yeah. for the, uh, the throne. The throne. Yes. Yes. So um, the Iron Throne. So it takes place in Westeros. And there are seven kingdoms in Westeros and all these different, you know, families, powerful uh-huh. families, royal families, whatever you want to call them. And so basically the Game of Thrones is the... The families fighting? The families and all of their factions and they're fighting each other. For but the, what, the ultimate throne, if you're in the throne, you rule all of them? All the seven kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's in the throne at the beginning? I'll take it. Robert Baratheon was in the throne at the beginning. So Robert Baratheon. Good or bad? He he was probably, I mean, in comparison to his wife was good, I would guess. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he was like a kind of a nothing character. He was in, I mean, I don't want to ruin the show, but he was in probably half of the first season and then he died. He's not a major player. He's not. I mean, okay. the Baratheon family does become a major player in the series. Um, I mean, there's a Baratheon in almost every episode of the whole entire series. Okay. Um, but the but Robert Baratheon, who is the king after overthrowing the Targaryens, um, was Robert's rebellion. Robert's rebellion set yes. into motion all of the fighting that happened. What's Robert's rebellion? So it was a fight over. The, this is. I feel like weird <laughs> having to explain this to you because you know nothing. You're like, I know, I, literally, <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I, it, treat me like I've been in a coma for 10 years. So Robert's rebellion was Robert was set to marry Lyanna Stark mm-hmm. and Lyanna Stark fell in love with, was it Aegon, Aegon Targaryen mm-hmm. and had a, he was married to one of the Martells. I can't remember the Martell's name. Go for it. So Robert Baratheon was set to marry Lyanna Stark. Lyanna Stark had a secret marriage to Aegon Targaryen, who had his marriage from one of the Martells, and I can't remember her name, annulled. Okay. Um, and it started, like, this whole thing. They didn't realize that Lyanna Stark and Aegon Targaryen were married. There was a child born of their marriage, their quiet marriage, which was Jon Snow. Who was the I know that name. Yes, the technically the rightful heir of the throne. Um, but nobody knew about Jon Snow because before Lyanna died on her birthing bed, she asked her brother Ned to not tell anyone who he was. So he became the bastard of Winterfeld. And that's kind of how it all started. Wow. So it started over they they thought that Lyanna Stark was held against her against her will by Aegon Targaryen. Yet she was there in love and married. But okay. Robert, Stark did not, or Robert Baratheon did not know that. And had a baby. And had a which, baby. Which Robert also didn't know about. Yes. And the kicker is that um, Ned, Ned Stark was uh-huh. really good friends, like besties yeah. with Robert. Wow. And he had no idea or he did know? And Ned he kept it quiet. He had no idea. No one knew. He no, Ned knew. Ned knew. Ned knew because he took John in. Took John, who is technically also Aegon Targaryen, in and had a bastard, raised him as a bastard, basically told his wife, Catelyn, that he had an affair and had a child born of that affair to cover the identity to save his life. So, okay. Robert would have totally killed 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I gotcha. It's like some Romeo and Juliet like kind of, yeah. stuff happening here. All right. All right. There's a lot of like it's kind of Shakespearean in a sense, and also has like that Lord of the Rings vibe. So is this all like is this all like backdrop to the the series starting, or is this all happening in the first like season or something? So you don't find out who Jon Snow's parents are until I think it's end of last season. They don't find out. So Jon Snow didn't even find out who his parents were until the first episode of the final season. Is that why he, like, did it with his sister or something? He didn't know that it was his aunt. It's his aunt. (laughs) His aunt? He didn't know, though. And he stopped. He stopped when he found out because it's frowned upon. I I did know. The the other thing I knew about Game of Thrones is there's some, like, incest happening. There is. Cersei and Jaime are Lannisters, and all of Cersei's children who end up ruling... In the Seven Kingdoms, like her son Joffrey was the king. Her son, um, t- what is it, Timon? Time? How do you say his name? I'm gonna mispronounce it because he was like her son, but he then was a king and died, and then she became queen. But they were all the children of her brother. Her and her brother had kids. This is so weird. <laughs> but um, so Cersei, who is like the certified like bad queen lady mm-hmm. for all of the episodes mm-hmm. she's married to robert of robert's rebellion oh. yeah, at the beginning of the series yeah mm-hmm. okay but robert's never loved her mm-hmm. always loved the other chick yeah who secretly left him yes yeah and then had lots of bastards like lots of illegitimate children throughout you know wow. the face- the Seven Kingdoms is what it sounds like. So is this Robert guy alive for the whole series? No, he died in like I can't remember which episode, but he died with like halfway in the first season. Okay. Yeah. In a hunting accident. Okay. But the Got irony it. of all of this is all of his children with Cersei are actually Cersei and Jamie. That's yes. the brother sister duo. Mm-hmm. But nobody really knows about. But that uh Ned Stark finds out because there was like a trail of uh, information that was left behind mm-hmm. from the former Hand of the King okay. who was killed. Mm-hmm. So Robert, okay. his besties with Ned, goes up to the north, says, hey Ned, come down to the capital, be my like basically chief of staff. Okay, They call it the Hand of the King. Okay, And while he's down there, he's implored by the wife of the now deceased ex hand uh-huh. to figure out what was like what was at play there like it was a foul play basically and, and also the play. wife of the deceased ex hand is Ned Stark's wife's sister. I'm There's a lot of because they marry you figure royalty marries within royalty yeah so like they're like heads of households within the kingdom this so like is so confusing. Oh, that's why you have to watch them. So yeah. Easy. Like, <laughs> this is insane. I don't know how you guys do it. What so makes- I rewatched the entire series before the last season started to make sure I, like, correct, like got everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Would you guys say that this is both your favorite show of all time? Mm-hmm. It's or- right up there. It's, like, my favorite of this kind of genre, yeah. which I think is its own kind of genre, honestly. Like, I've never watched anything like this, which is why mm-hmm. it's so all in- interesting. Yeah, it pulls me in. It's very good. Interesting. I okay. Like I like it because it is so complex because so much on TV now is just so dumbed down and short. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But even the books are complex. I don't. Did you read the book, Sarah? I attempted, and the, just the spelling of so many names just kind of. I was like, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> these. Hard pass. So, so the books are interesting because they're really like they're like seven or eight hundred pages per book. Right now, there's only four books, but he's writing. I think it's four books. He's writing two more. Oh my God. Um, the series of books is called The Song of Ice and Fire. And it is, um, but like they write per chapter based on like the characters. So like chapter one could have been based on like Robert Baratheon and sh- like his perspective mm-hmm. of situ- the situation. And chapter two was ri- written by like Ed Stark or Ned right. Stark. And like it would go through the series with like the different character or in the books. So each char- oh. each chapter is based on each character's perspective. Interesting. So yeah. Is that why there's like 1,200 million characters? There's a lot of characters. Book? Yeah. That's crazy. There's just so many plot twists and yeah. different things. So basically, it's just a series of... It starts off with a lot of back and forth with the Lannisters. Well, the Bra- uh, the Baratheons, the Lannisters, and the Starks. Okay. I'd say, like, that's kind of, like, the big triangle. Okay. The series. Um, then you have... Way off in another land. This is not part of Westeros or the Seven mm. Kingdoms. It's called Essos. Okay. And you have Danny Targaryen, mm. who is in exile with her brother because they escaped during Robert's Rebellion because they were, you know, uh, children of the Mad King. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, fleeing for their lives as the castle was being, they were being overthrown, basically. Okay. So off in this distant land, which is kind of like, it feels very like Middle Eastern. Like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. maybe a little tropical okay. Mediterranean whatever so they're off plotting their revenge to come back to Westeros and take over their mm-hmm. rightful claim to the Iron Throne Okay, so that's going on over there that's yeah. the lady that you see who eventually got a whole bunch of dragons Yeah, okay. and then north of like so the Starks are the most northern family and they were, they, they're like the wardens of the north Mm-hmm. But then there's, there's the Night's Watch, which is the wall that's basically like a magic wall that keeps out the White Walkers. So think of like zombies, but more aggressive than like the Walking Dead. So they're not just like wandering aimlessly mm-hmm. and like eating brains. They're like out to kill people and mm-hmm. turning them into the army of the dead. And this is also to take control and have a long winter. So north of the wall, there is also the Night King. And the army of the dead. And there's also like, like wildlings who are the free folk. So they, they aren't ruled by anyone. Uh, so the White Walkers ended up turning on the children of the forest. And okay. so the children of the forest and the people of Westeros had a band together. Okay. To beat back the White Walkers. And apparently they did or they got them far enough back. But that's with the help of the children of the forest. That's how they built that big mm. ice wall that you see. Yeah. Okay. And so, Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It's complex. It's a lot to really explain. <laughs> I'm kind of like, okay, I'm like taking it all in. This you're is like, the first time I've heard any of this. You're like, I don't know what question to ask. Yeah, next. I'm like not even sure where to go. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the finale? Like, how did you guys feel about it? And you can talk freely. Although, I guess we should tell our audience, if you haven't watched it at this point, there will be spoilers, I guess. There's already a ton of spoilers. But don't worry about <laughs> spoiling it for me. So, talk freely. We'll put a, we'll put a warning at the beginning. Yeah. Um, before I get into the finale and how I feel about how this whole thing is kind of mm-hmm. shaped out, I'm not a book reader. 
Um, so I was just kind of always along for the storyline. Mm-hmm. I just like all of because it's so complex. I just loved being able to do all the what ifs. Mm-hmm. What if this happens or this happens or I bet this is going to happen. Or this mm-hmm. person's going to do this. I think um, I think the whole point of the show ever since the very beginning has just been that decisions, your decisions have consequences. Because okay. so much of this is about loyalty and family and duty and honor. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to see. It's almost kind of like the people, the Starks are kind of seen as like the family that's like duty bound, but they make all these terrible errors, you know, mm-hmm. as it's going on because they're, playing or they're yeah they're playing against other families okay. so they're just going to be a lot more ruthless or like mm-hmm. take advantage of that sort of um so but it's just interesting throughout the series to kind of see like people you know getting what was coming to them yeah kind mm-hmm. of thing. okay i can dig it so yeah but there i mean there are so many different story arcs so many people that you start off hating you end up falling you know in love, love, with. In love with the character mm-hmm. And then being disappointed or being happy. And so, (laughs) Christina, how about about you start with, like, what are, what was some of your favorite storylines, characters, and, like, how do you feel the finale did them justice? Um, You know, Arya was probably my favorite character on the show. And I felt like leading up to the finale, um, I think leading up going into the second to last episode, you saw kind of that she was done being like, she's basically a badass like assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was well written. And there's this whole like plot theme about how she was in Essos and was trained by the faceless the faceless God and was able to like change faces and kill people and was just really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was able to kill the night King. At, like, a, I mean, wow. I'm like okay. watching Amanda's face on this. <laughs> like Amanda is so confused I know I'm like okay keep going yeah um but like going into the last up the second to the last episode when Daenerys turned into full mad queen and she you know they they were fighting to she was fighting to get the throne so the army had come upon King's Landing to take control and Tyrion Lannister who is brothers of Jaime and Cersei Lannister worked out a deal with Jaime Lannister to ring the bell when the city was ready to surrender Mm-hmm. And they would cease and desist, basically. And the war would end. Cersei and Jamie would be able to escape. He had a whole like plotting route for them. He 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 was the hand of the the queen. He was the hand of Daener- Daenerys. So he basically was a tr- he committed treason to make sure his brother and sister got out of King's Landing mm-hmm. safely. Mm-hmm. And so as the bells rung and all of the Lannister army surrendered. He, Daenerys on her dragon, then decided to burn the entire city to the ground and kill a whole bunch of innocent people. Wow. And she's supposed to be a good person? Well, she was supposed to be, but this season you can see her kind of. I mean, throughout the series, you can see where the cracks were starting to come through. She was so power driven that she didn't, uh-huh. she lost compassion. Um, so when the like la- the second to last episode happened, you see oh, there's part of the episodes that for- that's from Arya's point of view, uh-huh. and she's trying to save people and trying to get out of the city herself because she initially went into the city to kill Cersei Lannister mm-hmm. uh, because Arya because at the end of season one Ned Stark was beheaded by the Lannisters, so her father was killed and she saw it the beheading 
Um, so she had started to create a list of people she wanted to die. And Cersei was number one on her list. Wow. So she went into the second to last episode going to kill Cersei, get, ended up getting turned around by her, like, friend, I guess you would call him the Hound. And he turned around and was like, you will die if you stay here because the dragon was burning the city to the ground. And she ends up saving people and I guess realizes that death is not for her anymore. Like, she's not going to be this small assassin. So going into the final episode... She decides to basically leave Westeros to try to find out what is west of Westeros. Interesting. Which they have not, they have not, there was nothing mapped, so she took a Stark ship and Stark men and sailed west of Westeros. I mean, that was probably, she was my favorite character on the show. I don't necessarily love or hate her story arc. I felt mm-hmm. that there was more that they could have done with it. Yeah. But I think there was more that they could have done with it be- because the, se- the season was so compressed. Okay. So, so are you satisfied with what she ended up, what ended up happening to her or not really? I mean, I wish they would show more, but I guess I'm going to be satisfied. Like we talked about uh, like a, from a while ago on a podcast, like how mm-hmm. I felt about se- series finales. Yeah. And, like, I didn't like the Americans because I wanted to see how they ended up. Wait, oh, that's right. I remember that conversation. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And this is kind of the same thing. Like I like, I actually liked the series finale. I may be yeah. when it comes down to it. I liked how they, how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, after rewatching it, I kind of got it. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I wish they would have showed more. Okay, I get that. And I do remember you saying that about the yeah. Americans because I was very satisfied with how the Americans ended. And I remember talking about that and you were like, no, but they just like ended up in the Soviet Union and then that's it. Like, how can that be the ending? Oh, yeah. So I get it. But they left so much more unsaid yeah. in, the, in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah, there okay. was a lot that were, was left unsaid. Is that why people are so unhappy? I think people are unhappy because they thought Jon Snow was going to be king of the North or king and it ended up being Bran Stark who was Bran dude I saw Bran like the word trending on Twitter and I was like this must be a Game of Thrones thing because I have no idea what this is what the heck is a Bran wait wait Christina can you please explain Brand story arc, and I'm gonna watch Amanda's okay. Try not to okay. In the first season, Brand used to like climbing a lot. So he, you like in the first episode, you see him climbing around Winterfell, which is the which is the that household fam. Like so, his, he's been around from the beginning, though. the very beginning. So, okay. he, so Ned Stark and Catelyn Stark had three children plus Jon Snow, who or four children plus Jon Snow is a bastard. Okay. Um, and Bran was. I guess the second to the youngest. So he's a brother of Jon Snow. He's a brother of Jon Snow, yeah. Okay. I mean, technically no, but raised by, as a brother. I see, I see what you mean, yeah, yeah. Um, So in the first season, or the first episode, you see him like climbing around Winterfell and these like castles and he's basically rock climbing on the side of the buildings. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the first episode or maybe the second episode, I can't remember. He sees Jaime and Cersei Lannister having sex in a like in the part of the castle that he shouldn't have seen because he was climbing, and they push him out of the window, and he becomes paralyzed, and they didn't think he was going to survive, and he you know ends up with special powers. Wow. So he first was able to like, like I guess like basically control people. So like he could what do they call it? like 
what was the what did they call it? Mind meld. They call it warging. Warging, yeah. Okay. And basically, was able to like be if if he were in the room, be like, oh, I'm going to take control of Amanda and have Amanda do things for me. Um, and he would do it with like his direwolf and things like that. And so they go through this whole thing. He actually was like MIA for a whole season. Oh, wow. um, but he goes north of the wall. He becomes a three-eyed raven so he can see all things. So all things in the past and the present. Um, and I don't think he can see the future. Yeah. But there's, I, well, there's, there's a lot of speculation of he can see into the future, especially considering the very last, uh, how the season finale ended. Yes. Okay. Um, so, you know, he goes and becomes a three-eyed raven because a three-eyed raven, um, like... I guess, picked him to be it so he can see all things. All right. And after, you know, he was touched by the Night King. So going into the end of last season, he comes back to Winterfell to, like, reunite with his family. Or at least Sansa at that point. Mm-hmm. And reunites with her and then Arya and then Jon Snow comes back. Okay. And then they go into, like, the war and Bran sits below their, their where, what is it, the werewood trees? What are they called? Is it the they yeah. were? Yeah. Yeah, and sits below it and like lures the Night King in because the Night King's ultimate goal was to kill Bran Stark because he is the history of the world. He knows all things. Interesting. And basically, like that happened, and kind of nothing really came of it. And he, they kept saying that he was the true heir to the North, at least because at that point the North was separate before Daenerys like wanted them to go into like all like become all seven kingdoms because. During the first season, the North became its own kingdom. So there was the king of... I'm so lost. (laughs) I know. I'm, like, like so lost right now. Like, okay, keep going. And... Okay, but, like, Bran sounds like a pretty powerful guy. Why was it bad that he ended up on the throne? Because he's had, like, a weird... His storyline's not been a primary character storyline. Okay. I mean, it was primary, but it really wasn't primary. Um, You... I mean... if you thought of, like, top characters on the show, it, he wasn't even top build. He'd be, like, second tier. Yeah, kind of. Maybe, like, if He'd there was... He'd be, a, like, maybe, like, Desmond and Lost or something. I've never watched that show. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like kind of secondary, but for a couple seasons, he's, like, super important. Yeah, so... But his storyline is always kind of secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Put it this way. Put it in the context of another so, show. So, well, okay. Well, or let me whatever. just explain it this way. In the second to last episode of this season, uh-huh. everybody was still wondering, what the heck is Bran's role here? Okay. Because, you know, we've been on so many, like, random, you know, trips with him on these, like, when he's warging into, like, the past or something like uh-huh. that. He sees all these visions, and you're like, whoa. There's got to be some point to his collective, like, knowledge of all things and everything. Yeah. Okay. What is it? So it's not and that people dislike him. It's just they're like, what is his point? Well, basically, the whole point was, all right, so he sees all things, and he was like, all right, I'm going to be the king. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so they basically, basically do, like, like... He was mm-hmm. the best player of the Game of Thrones. Did yeah. anyone see it coming, or was it a total shock, or not really? I'm, I, think, uh, I think in Vegas... There was a pretty good odds of him winning the throne. People were betting on oh it. Oh my gosh! Okay, all but right. I think I think odds were pretty good mm-hmm. this past season, but like, it it still was like when it happened, everyone was like, "Really?" I mean, he's a guy in a wheelchair. 
They like his I mean, the last episode. Tyrion called him Bran the Broken. That was like his king's name as Bran the Broken. Wow. Yeah. So were you guys happy with it or not really? I actually didn't mind. I I actually thought that the Starks, out of all of the the families, played the Game of Thrones the best because Sansa is now the Queen of the North. Mm-hmm. Bran is now the King of the Six Kingdoms. Yeah. Jon Snow is basically free with the wildlings uh-huh. um i mean Arya is doing Arya things in whatever's west of westeros so they kind of all ended up where they wanted to yeah yeah all things considered because i don't think Jon snow would have wanted to be king of the six or seven kingdoms anyway because of he just never wanted it i think he always wanted to be north i think he really liked being with the wildlings i think he liked it up there okay i don't think he ever wanted to be in King's Landing, which is like warm weather, I guess. Okay. Basically, so Florida in comparison to like this Maine. Series is this take place over the course of like ten years, a year? What is it? A uh, hundred years? Probably no years, right? Probably twenty. No, because they didn't grow up that. It was probably over a span of probably maybe ten would be my guess. Maybe ten years. Wow. Okay, so maybe just as long as the series was. Yeah, but yeah. like. There's a lot of traveling and, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of characters. I mean, there was a lot of really great episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you say that this show is, like, one of the best TV shows ever to be on television? Yeah. I mean, I would say yes. I would say how they, they did each episode basically like they were making a movie. Mm-hmm. So cinematically it was amazing it was really yeah, i really heard well it was like what millions of dollars per episode, episode. That's um insane. like tens of millions probably i guess yeah yeah it was pretty those fight scenes were awesome and every season they got better and better because they had yeah. more people and money mm-hmm. and special effects and that was just pretty fantastic they had even like great um like extras in this season like chris stapleton was an extra Aaron was an extra that's cool. Yeah. How do you get to be an art? Wait, where is this filmed or shot? Belfast, Croatia, okay. and somewhere else, and I can't remember where else. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can go to Croatia and do a Game of Thrones tour and That's pay amazing. money to do a Game of Thrones tour. Same thing in Ireland. I saw mm-hmm. that. You we can were. Game of Thrones in Ireland? Uh-huh. They oh, did it in Belfast, yeah. If you go to Albuquerque, you can do a Breaking Bad tour. <laughs> Not that I ever, I didn't watch Breaking Bad either, but I did go to Albuquerque, and let me tell you, they are cashing in on the Breaking Bad. I've actually never, I tried to watch the show, and I didn't get, just couldn't get into it. Yeah, same. I watched season one, and then I stopped. Yeah, I didn't even make it through the whole season. I yeah. did, but I also lived in Albuquerque. That's right, yeah. So that's I, the, oh, I always forget that. Gosh. Yes, you had a, your brief stint in New Mexico. Well, yeah. brief, whatever, six months or something. I lived in New Mexico. <laughs> That's when I actually started liking spicy foods. Because oh, basically nice. they put um, those chilies, they put on chilies everything. in everything. They had it in pancakes, people. Yeah, that's like, insane. Actually, though, I would probably like that, to be honest. Well, I, got I don't like pancakes, really. I don't like sweet breakfast food. Well, then you might like to go get pancakes in New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Then I ever order pancakes. You don't like sweet, pa- like sweet breakfast food. Did I know that about you? I don't really like breakfast. This is such a tangent. Yeah, I mean it's my least favorite meal of the day. I basically mm-hmm. don't eat it. Anyway, um, tangent. 
It's cool. Is there anything else I, as a non-watcher, should know about this show? So one of the things that so many people got fired up about was the a massive amount of just like kick ass women yeah. characters. Okay. In Game I of Thrones. I like that. That were a lot of kick ass women characters. Knights, or they're off doing their own thing, mm-hmm. or they're ruling, or they have to go through so much adversary or adverse adversity. Adversity. Blah. Um, and they just made it through. Mm-hmm. Okay, end. that's cool. Yeah. So to so the female power is on point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I honestly think my favorite character like, I always used to say it was Tyrion because he's just funny and smart and mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. But I actually think it's Sansa now. Yeah. She, I mean, she was really, I hated her in the first few seasons. Oh, she was such a crappy little brat. Yes. <laughs> I know. But, like, all the stuff she goes through, mm-hmm. and she ends up back back home, mm-hmm. ruling Queen of the North. Yeah. I, just, I just, best, I think she was the best character. I think my biggest letdown was Jon Snow. I mean, I think my biggest letdown was probably Jamie Lannister. Oh, yeah. That was my tie. biggest letdown. That's a good tie. Because I was yeah. so excited when him and Brianna hooked yeah. up. Dude, there's so many names. I cannot. I this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> this cracks me up. It's too funny. But yeah. I guess it's, it, I don't know, if a show that spans like 10 years, there's going to be a lot of characters. Yeah. I mean, it's different because, like, one of my favorite shows of all times, of all time, is The Sopranos. Like, I could watch The Sopranos every time it's on television. I love The Sopranos. I've also never seen. I've never seen it. It's very good. Um, Like, it's one of those things, I didn't see it till, like, the second to the last season, and then I binged it. Because being from New Jersey, people would always be like, oh, what exit are you from? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from South Jersey, so I'm exit three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because in the, in, the, in the show, in the intro of the show, you see them like on the New Jersey Turnpike, and you see exit numbers. So oh, it's okay. Thing. Like everyone then would ask me, "Oh, is your dad Tony Soprano?" Like, <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, I actually I've heard many times that the Sopranos kind of started this whole new era of TV, really of, like really solid quality drama. I will say the writing on the Sopranos because it's it's different genre than say the. Um, like say Game of Thrones because it's just mm-hmm. it's more it's based on kind of like a real life Italian mafia family, um, mm-hmm. like Northern New Jersey, tied in with New York mob and things like that. Okay. Um, so it's different, but the writing on it throughout the series was really phenomenal, and, and they're even making a spinoff. What? When was it on TV? Was it in the nineties or late nineties into the two thousands? So kind of same era as West Wing. Yes. Okay. Which is one of those shows, like, I watched the first four seasons of West Wing, and I've just never gotten... <gasps> yeah. This is my all-time favorite show of all time. Yeah. <laughs> all-time favorite show of all time. Yeah. It's West Wing. I've watched every episode 1,200 times. Yeah. And, like, I've done that with Sopranos. Yeah. I, yeah. I got into it because of you. Oh, really? We were roommates, and Amanda was always watching it, so I watched it oh, with her. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. Well, I read a whole bunch of, like, think pieces on this I show. I love that. Um... <laughs> And it was talking about how um, George R. R. Martin was influenced by Tolkien and mm-hmm. uh, oh, really? his Lord of the Rings. And so, like, we were saying how each of these episodes became kind of like it's a movie in and of itself. It mm-hmm. wasn't the finale, like, two hours or something like that. That's yes, a little bit, little bit less than that, yeah. Uh, and, you know, 
so basically an hour and a half for like most of That's most crazy. of the six episodes this last season. So um, one of the cool so it's just going through how uh, he was influenced by um, by that writing, mm-hmm. and he he had foreshadowed that the ending of the Game of Thrones was very much like the trilogy, okay. and. I'd never read it before and I've only having watched the movies, I was like curious to learn more. So basically it was, it, it doesn't end with Frodo coming back to the Shire. It actually ends with Frodo coming back to the Shire. It being completely burnt down. And then he eventually leaves and never comes back home. Which like, wasn't that the whole point of this trilogy is for him to like, like burn the ring and then go home and be Mm -hmm. like back or whatever so there was a lot of like this is before you know Daenerys burnt down all of King's Landing and all this kind of stuff but so there was a lot of people speculating is is um Jon Snow Frodo is Arya Frodo oh that's so interesting um and something that my sister-in-law pointed out when we were watching the last two episodes was how similar Arya and John looked like they wore their hair the same way. They were, you know, both wearing, you know, dark colors mm-hmm. and, you know, dark northern colors. But, you know, I thought that was just like maybe those two characters were meant to kind of like. You mean John and Frodo or John and. Who did Arya. I think those two people both share the same kind of. They had. Definitely different story arcs, but they kind of like ended the same. Yeah, where they just couldn't go home, mm-hmm. or there was no home to go to. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if there was like a physical home in the sense of like game or in Game of Thrones, uh-huh. they just didn't go home. Interesting. Ever? Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, I'll take your word I, for it. I liked the ending, but like I said, I or like I agree with you. I wanted a whole lot more. One of the things I'm disappointed with was apparently. Um, the Double Ds were offered by HBO to do four more episodes this season if yeah. they needed it, and they turned it down. Dude, my coworker was venting about that. Like, I apparently, heard the actors turned it down, though. I heard the actors just didn't want to do it anymore. I heard that, and then there was also speculation that they got offered to do a Star Wars or something, and they, they just, did. They just wanted to be done with Game of Thrones, and so they could move on and start Star Wars or something. That's what some angry. Fans is that true? Yeah, they, they haven't even started writing Star Wars yet. They do, they got offered Star Wars and like logistically accepted within the last like a month. They yeah. reported the season was written and a long time ago, like a year ago. So Star Wars had nothing to do with it. Probably Star Wars had nothing to do with it. So. Okay, these were just people. There are a lot of so I listen to a lot of uh, Game of Thrones podcasts. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple. I love it. I love it because I, I I like to hear all the competing theories because there are people that are like we said we are diehard but, fans yeah, but like not compared with these folks yeah okay. and yeah they were pissed i don't know really? any of those types of people that weren't happy wow or that interesting were happy with the ending yeah. so what happens now you guys just wait to see if there are any spinoffs they're doing what? they're doing two spinoffs of the show okay. But they're not even going to start filming until like 2021 or something like that. So we've got time before they start doing anything. Who are the two spinoffs? They haven't announced it. But they said they're not going to be sequels. They're going to be prequels. So I have no idea. So maybe it'll answer some of the questions. Like the Children of the Forest questions. And like the Night King questions. I don't know. Or like go into details of like, I don't know, Valeris and like the 
I, I like the Targaryen family. I mean, who knows what it'll go mm-hmm. into. They just haven't announced it. So but it looks like Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones. HBO is smart, though, because have you guys ever read the series His Dark Materials? Never heard no, of it. But I, I want to I'm, I'm excited for that to come out. What it's is a three it? books. It's a three book series. It's like young adult kind of um, like sci fi. There was a movie with Nicole Kidman that they made with it. Gosh, probably 10 years ago, maybe longer. I mean, I read the book series like probably 15 years ago. Wow. Um, and they're making it into a TV show. And what's it going to be called? His Dark Materials. So it's based on three books. His Dark Materials? Yes. Okay, I'll look it up. So I'm Never guessing heard of it. that's their, their goal for making like the next Game of Thrones-esque type of thing. Is because it I feel same like... kind of like genre, like fantasy, sci-fi? Yeah. Th- oh. yeah. But I mean, you figure they had, you know, with HBO, they had their, their like goes about with you know, the big ones for, like, The Sopranos. And then after The Sopranos, True Blood, I'm guessing, would have been, like, their biggest hit following that. Maybe there's a gap Blood, between. Was that a detective? Was that the vampire thing? Yes. I never watched that. I watched that. I okay. loved it. <laughs> that was when I was in college. Was that good? Yeah, I watched it with my roommates in college. Okay, True yeah. Blood. All right, I, I remember it. I just didn't watch it. Yeah. Okay, and uh, what was after True Blood? Game of Thrones? I would say probably Game of Thrones because they tried to do a bunch of like like things, but none of them really caught on. But Game of Thrones started like ten years ago, and True Blood ended it probably close to ten years ago. Wow! Yeah. Well, I'm excited for um, Big Little Lies to come back. If yeah. that comes for anything, we're down to like one week, right? Yeah, next, next week or the week after next week. It's next weekend. I'm super stoked for that. Mm-hmm. And that is a come back a female driven show so we can obviously we'll obviously be discussing it yeah on the yeah. podcast Bruce witherspoon is like i know she's so she's, wonderful she yeah well she's wonderful yeah. and she's like such an inspiration for me yeah she's awesome yeah. yeah um all right before we wrap this up is there anything else you guys want to leave on the table when it comes to game of thrones anything i should have asked that i didn't i just want to say john snow really did know nothing yeah. I don't even know. know what that means, but he's just like you, Amanda. He knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. When it comes to Game of Thrones, I know nothing. Although I know a lot more now than I did when we started. You know, now, do you think Gilly you- had a boy or a girl though? Oh, it's totally gonna be a oh, maybe it's a girl. I think it's a boy. Yeah. Boy. They like barely addressed it. And I remember watching, like, when the first episode, when she was on it this past season, I was like, is she pregnant? Because you hate looking at a character and thinking, did they get, gain weight? Mm-hmm. But she definitely, like, probably is preg- was pregnant in real life when she filmed the sh- that, that season. Gotcha. So just wrote it. Because she was kind of a, like, not even a secondary character. Was she pregnant in real life? I'm guessing she must have been. Because she definitely, you could see it. Was she, was she pregnant. also pregnant on the show? Yeah. Like, her character was pregnant? Yeah. And she uh, was kind of a nothing character. Uh, so uh, article yeah. I read about Lord of the Rings also tied that in because when Samwise mm-hmm. uh, got back, him and whoever his lady friend remember. was got pregnant and told Frodo that if it was a boy, they, they were going to call it Frodo. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's sweet. I didn't read The Hobbit or any of that. I had, so, I mean, I could probably ask my stepson. He's... Like when he was much younger, he still loved reading them. Really? Yeah. All right, Colton. Yeah. Now it's not. 
the same, but <laughs> when he was like 12. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? No, I don't have anything. Okay. Sarah? Nope. I got a baby. <laughs> okay. I do like this though. I do like doing uh, episodes every once in a while on TV and pop culture and shows and stuff that we watch. So we'll do more. I, we definitely will have to do one on Big Little Lies when we all watch that. So yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, um, then I'm going to wrap this up if we're good. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in, everyone, for this slightly different um, episode of the <laughs> Not Your Average Feminist podcast. We cut politics out of it this week. Um, probably for the best. But if you have any um, questions or things, thoughts you'd like to send us, feel free to email us, hello at nyafpod.com. Please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. We'll love you forever. And make sure all your friends and family listen um, and subscribe. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.